want to feel about what you've witnessed to date? How do you actually all the way inside want to feel? Good morning to you. Good Sunday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is another special edition of Daily Shot of Steelers. Usually comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Same place that you found this. Steelers 27, Bills 15. The game was nowhere near that close. The competition, specifically between the first team offense slash defense of the Steelers and the first team offense slash defense of the Bills was no moss. It was a slaughter. The Steelers putting up two offensive touchdowns on seven plays. Those, of course, including a 62-yard run by Jalen Warren, a 25-yard catch by Pat Fryermuth to produce the touchdowns. And the defense which probably isn't going to get talked about anywhere near as much as it should. These were the three Buffalo first-team offensive drives. You ready? Eight yards gained, punt. 31 yards gained, punt. Minus three yards, I guess you could say gained, if you wanted to have a sense of humor about it. Punt. That is as thorough... A rear-end kicking as can occur in a preseason environment. And when you add on top of that who the Bills are, what they've done in recent years, and the talent that they've still got at hand, well, (laughs) um, wow, you know, just wow. How do you feel about it? How did you feel in the moment? How did you feel about it immediately after the game? How do you feel about it today? Whatever that is, I've got to tell you, speaking only for myself, that my expectations for this group have not ever been as high as they are right now, as I'm speaking with you right now. And that's mostly because of the how as opposed to the what. It's one thing to get a couple of touchdowns early on from your first team offense. Happens to the best of them, happens to the worst of them. It just does. Things can go right. But when everything goes right, when every little thing goes right, and it goes so right that it looks and Feels, there's that word again, as if it's not a fluke, as if it's just a repeatable act, as if it's execution. Then, you know, the license is there. You can feel however it is that you want about an operation that's humming like that. Take the 62-yard run. There's a sweep. There's a guy in motion going full blast. James Daniels tells me that if not for that part of the play design, if not for how hard that hustle was being executed, none of the rest of the play works. Dan Moore, 
who, by the way, looks very much like your starter, and I don't even know that that's interesting at this point at left tackle, takes his guy and shoves him off to the side. Isaac Selmalu pushes forward about a yard and a half. Daniels, who'd come across from right guard, seals his own guy in the same area. Three blockers, same spot. Boom, boom, and boom. Warren blasts through it. Dan Moore tells me he thought that Warren was going to get a good 25 yards out of it. He thought that was awesome. And then he looks down the field, and he sees Deontay Johnson hitting another big block. Chooks Okorafor, who's standing nearby while these conversations are going along, he looks at me and says, I saw that. I saw Deontay. None of these guys had seen the replay yet, by the way. Just sharing this with you. None of these guys had seen the replay yet. But they were talking about it like school children. Like, this was really cool. We all did this. And no one was more well-spoken on the subject than the author of the actual run himself. Listen to Jalen Warren when I brought this up with him. Uh, you guys have all been talking about execution. We don't lie. But the biggest difference between last year and this year would have to be executing. Is that really kind of like a blueprint for how all of it is? Oh, yeah. Right? 100%. Everything has to go right. That was the epitome of it. Yeah. yeah so if that's, 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 that's clinic tape right there. You know? Like you put that board up. You put that play up to show what happens when everybody does their job and executes it. That has to feel so good. Not just for the ball. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes people, I'm not talking about us in particular, but people don't want to do things and then, you know, it doesn't go as planned. That shows you do your job. That's that's what happens. The epitome of execution was the term that he used. Dude was just winging it. He came up with epitome of execution. It's pretty impressive, right? A clinic tape, he called it. Something that could be shown to the rest of the team, not only as a, a positive example, but also to stick in the face of potential negative examples. This is what happens when we all do what we're supposed to do. This is what it's supposed to look like. If this effort's given and the execution is complete on every play, they all look like this. Now, of course, they can't and won't. But when you're seeing enough of that happen from your offense... When you're seeing Kenny Pickett throw a ball to Fryermuth that basically passes him into being open, meaning the ball was put in a certain area where it wasn't going to get picked off. And what had to happen was that Fryermuth had to read that correctly, back off a little bit, get behind the defenders, even as he was facing his quarterback, and catch it there instead of trying to catch it in a pack of people. That's execution. And then when I go up to T.J. Watt after the game and I bring up the defense, and all he does is raise his eyebrows at me. I know what that means. I know what he's getting at. They feel it too. Why shouldn't you, right? When we come back, J1Q...
Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who says, DK, what exactly do you think is the ceiling for this year's team? The Steelers seem to have improved across the board and have depth almost everywhere. Yeah, they do, Bill, and that's why it's hard to peg, really. I didn't even mention, I I didn't really elaborate at all on the defensive component in the opening segment. I'm going to do more of that in tomorrow's show, the regular Monday show. But when you're seeing the impact that Nick Herbig is having, and what a game, by the way, the other backup outside linebacker had, Marcus Golden, drawing three penalties Look, you can say what you want, and I'm sure Sean McDermott will all week long in Orchard Park about the Bills taking 100 penalties, but somebody's making those penalties happen, either by being as effective as the defense was, being as aggressive as the defense was, but also as being smart. Golden's a 32-year-old veteran. He knew what he was doing to get these guys to shiver a little bit on the Buffalo side. They were all good, all of them, really good, not even mentioning special teams. The special teams have been unbelievable. The kick coverage, how about kick returns? How about punt returns? These are things that didn't even exist last year, the year before, the year before that. Preseason, sure, it's preseason. Yeah, of course it's preseason, but it's also all we have. We have training camp we have before that OTAs and mini camp and it just kind of gradually evolves this is preseason last week in Tampa you got to see one series this time it was a couple series the defense stayed out for three series and it's all we have and don't let anybody shame you into you know having to calm yourself or whatever because ah it's just preseason whatever do you think for one split second that the bills left Pittsburgh feeling good about themselves? Do you think that the Bills came here not taking this seriously? This was their last dress rehearsal as well. This was their last tune-up for their most important players as well. That was actually Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and Latavius Murray and a lot of other guys out there. And Unlike the previous week in Tampa where the Buccaneers were sitting almost everybody, this was both teams, Pittsburgh and Buffalo, both head coaches, Mike Tomlin and McDermott, agreeing in advance to the terms of the event. That's how it works. I mentioned that to you earlier this week on a different episode that these are scripted in terms of how long are you going to stay out there? How long are the main guys going to go? How are you going to handle this or that? They want a setting that allows them not only to prepare their primary players for the season one last time, but also to make sure that they're not overdoing anything. The Bills left here with their tails between their legs. They didn't want this to happen. They didn't want to have to think about this for three weeks leading into the first real football game that they play. Heck, they might even try something different 
with their preseason finale. They might say, hey, we're going to go out there and give it another shot. Tomlin's done stuff like that in the past. But the real reason to shrug off anybody advising you to just forget the whole thing because it's preseason, the real reason is that this execution has been happening for months. It's been happening against each other, meaning Steelers offense versus Steelers defense or vice versa, but it's been happening. And these plays, these schemes, this communication, that's been happening for months. All that occurred last night was that it happened in a stadium against a different NFL team. Right now, 20 days into August, that's all we have. How far to finally answer your question, or at least try to, do I think the Steelers can go? I'm not prepared to to come up with any kind of season prediction, but I've been saying and writing and everything else for a while now that I think a lot more of these Steelers than what most people seem to, including, I should add, most people in my profession. And I have been on that train for some time. So for me, and I'm going to use this word one last time today, the way it feels is more akin to uh, affirmation, even vindication, if you want to get dramatic about it. Because I've been trumpeting this for a good bit, including to some scorn. And I get that, especially as related to the offense. Uh, even in the 7-2 and two finish to the 2022 season, the offense, it, it had the running game going, but it still never felt graceful. It still never felt like it had rhythm, and it definitely never felt like it had a splash component to it, even one. Well, in everything that occurred last night, there was only one play little dump off to the left side to George Pickens. The splash came from other spots. And it's been doing that for a while now, for months. It's just that it's been in practice settings. The ball is getting spread out. The blocks are being executed. The script's being followed. And even as the offense continues to evolve... I think might be the right term. The defense is just cranking it up. You know what? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Feel however it is that you want. Don't worry about it. I won't tell. (laughs) Let's do it again tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.